The following podcast may contain language and subject matter not suitable for all ages or everyone. If you don't like what you're listening to, please press stop. In this episode of the Tang Warner Podcast. Okay. Was she middle-aged too? No, no. She was a little bit younger. She was maybe like 30. Did she invite you over to her house? Super chill. Several times. I'm just kidding. Did you care about it? I care. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. You, you want like, to do it. A lot of the yeah. people in the teacher credentialing program, it's it's essentially you're getting your masters. That's why Uber's yeah. more safe is because not only is the cabbie known or the driver, but also the customer is. You're 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 tuned in to the Chang Wanner, the social media podcast for Changwon City, South Korea. With your hosts, Scott, D, and Paul. Welcome to another episode of the Changwaner Podcast. It's been a while since we've uh, been on, you know, had a show going, so uh, it's been a busy holiday. We've been busy. Happy holidays to everybody out there. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. So once again, I'm Scott. We have D here sitting across from me today. Hello, guys. And Paul. Paul's been a while since he's been on the podcast. Back in business. Good to be here. And today we got a special guest on visiting here in Korea, Mr. Brian Lucas. How's it what going? Up? Good to be here, guys. Good. Yeah, man. Good to have you. How's it being back, man? It actually feels like I never left. Super strange. You know, you just always catch up where you left off with everyone. That's Yeah, well, it feels like you've never left, really. Right, yeah. yeah. I, have, I have that presence. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing right now? What are you doing? Well, right now I'm actually going back to school. Mm-hmm. Um I'm going to be a credentialed math teacher for either middle school or high school. I'm going to focus probably on being middle school, so like algebra one, geometry. Yeah. And then I'm also, you know, got to make money. Right. Life ain't free, right? Right. <laughs> so I've, uh, I substitute teach uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday for K through 12. Same, same school? Same? No, in various districts. Um, so, yeah, so I'm substitute teaching uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, the days I don't go to school, and then on the weekend I drive Uber. You know, That's Uber's right. the craze. <laughs> What's so, it? I mean, uh, saving lives, jumping into some of this stuff. Let's uh, do a cheers. Oh, cheers! And I do. This is the Icelandic cheers. Skull. 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 Cheers, guys. Cheers. Is it skull or skull? Skull. Okay. Phonetically, I checked it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, cool. It's similar for most, actually, Scandinavian countries. It's the uh, same like in Finland, Sweden. Right. Yeah, Scout. Yeah, yeah, Scout. Are we going to do a word of the podcast? Uh, I think so. Yeah, what was the word of the podcast we got going? It's uh, Klish McClaver. Klish, Klish McClaver. That sounds like a sort of warrior's name or something. It means uh, Braveheart. <laughs> it, it means foolish talk. <laughs> enough <laughs> enough <laughs> with that Klish McClaver. Oh, yeah. We it's usually bit, call it gibberish back home. But, uh, so you're Klish McClavering me. <laughs> it's a bit much. <laughs> it's like four and one. Klish McClaver. Jeez. <laughs> oh, All right. Nice word. Nice word. So this, this, uh, this substitute uh, teaching. Yeah. Is that math? It, it can be. Okay. Um, to be a substitute teacher, you have to pass the CBEST, which is basically like a basic skills examination. Mm. And that uh, qualifies you to substitute kindergarten through 12th grade in any subject. Okay. Um, and when you go in and sub, I mean, you guys remember when you had substitutes, the sub doesn't do much, in mm. all honesty. Make sure they do the homework yeah. if there is any. Or- you follow the lesson plan that they gave you. Sometimes the teacher will have you teach a lesson. Mm-hmm. But more often than not, you're either just reviewing something, uh, taking a quiz. So, I mean, it's super cush job. 
do the kids like I remember when we had substitute uh, yeah. teachers at, at school and the kids would act up because no, like, oh wait up he has a new there's a new face yeah exactly you know? I think that that's like I mean obviously I've taught here for five years so yeah. I mean I have a lot of experience managing kids and when you're able to speak the same language yeah. like you can just negate a lot of the behavior issues right off the bat right you know just tell them who's boss right away and like you can ha- I'm like we're gonna have fun today as long as you stay on point right and like the substitute teach or the actual teacher in the lesson plan she'll list out the consequences for the students you know so they know that whatever they do that day there will be repercussions okay yeah so it's it's chill and what's the what's the pay like i mean uh the pay um it varies district by district um but the districts that i do and it's about 130 a day and that's pre-tax so after tax it's about like 110 bucks that's all right. So it's not it's not bad. And it's what, what times do you start there? Uh, you have to be there for most jobs at seven thirty a.m. and uh, then you finish uh, varies once again, but anywhere from as early as one thirty on minimum days and as late as like three. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, it's all right, all right. Yeah, it's all right. What kind of ages are you teaching? Well, like I said, I've done like kindergarten all the way to 12th grade, but I, I, I stay away from the younger kids Okay. just because like when you – I mean you guys know here if you've taught kindy or preschool, just this, it's so much energy yeah, just right. to control the kids and like you don't even really get to teach really. It's all just control. Yeah. So I, I, I really do uh, think that like my area that I do the best is middle school. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. that's what I'm going for. So uh, yeah. where where is this anyway? Do we mention that? Like, yeah, you where, guys, where, where, you guys your didn't hometown? even ask me where I'm from because you I, already I wanna, know, I, right? It's I know, the I know. It's, a, it's I the know. presence factor. Um, but yeah, so I'm from a, I guess, somewhat small town um, called Lake Forest, California, which is in Orange County. Uh, it's about an hour south of LA and an hour north of San Diego. Um, like California is weird because like it's just like continuous city after city. So even though I'm from Lake Forest, which is like 60,000 people, you would never be able to distinguish where Lake Forest ends or begins. Mm. It's just a city within a massive suburbia between two major metropolises. Kind of like your dongs here. Kind of like my dong. Your dongs here in Korea. <laughs> you never know where you, you never dong. Know where you never know dong, what dong you're going to be in. Where the dong ends and where the dong begins. <laughs> That's so true. But for you people that aren't from Korea, a dong is a village. Okay? So we're not talking about actual dongs. Yeah. It's like a neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, uh, when did you first come to Korea? So I first came to Korea on – I have a crazy memory, by the way. So I first came to Korea on September 21st, 2009. 2009. 2009, yeah. How, was, do you, how do you remember that day specifically? Just because it was just a life-changing day. You know what I mean? I'd only been – before coming to Asia, before coming to Korea, I'd only been to Mexico because Mexico is like an hour south from where I live. So I've been to TJ, Tijuana, maybe like – 20 or 30 times, Rosarito, done a few cruises. So, I mean, to go across the world where not knowing anyone or anything about the place other than a few geographic landmarks, super life-changing, you know? So what made you decide to uh, to come? Jump on the boat and come over here? Well, I was I worked in finance after university because that's what I studied, business finance. Um, and I was visiting my sister in San Francisco and her roommate, Rachel, she was she's like, yeah, I'm going to teach English in Taiwan. I was like, what? 
I was like, what do you have to do to be able to teach English? She's like, all you need is a four-year degree in any, I guess, subject matter. And so like that right there, I was like, dude, I was like, that is my out because I hate my job. Mm -hmm. And so I went home and I just typed into, just typed into Google, like teaching English in Asia. And somebody called you five minutes later. And I put up my (laughs) resume and no lie, literally two hours later, someone called me. I was like, dude, this is a scam, right? But the guy called me from Ohio. And so I was like, dude, and he's like, yeah, I'm a recruiter. He's like, I'm, I'm half Korean, half American. He's like, I've taught there. He's like, I'll walk you through. He's like, are you interested in, ha- in teaching in Korea? I was like, I was like, well, what's the pay like? He's like, it's about like two grand a month. He's like, airfares paid for, apartments paid for, all the benefits. And I was like, I was like, in all honesty, he's like, I'll do it. And, and six weeks later, I was in Korea. That's before you needed the FBI background check. Because yeah. now it takes a lot longer. Now it's like a four month process. But back then, like I got my um, – because it was just statewide. Yeah. So I got my statewide background check in like two weeks and then I was good to go. So it was uh, Changwon was the first place you came to? Yeah, Changwon's the only place I lived in. So yeah. Just, just a random – Just random. Yeah. The guy first said – initially he said I was going to Busan. And then like three weeks before I was leaving, he's like, you're going to Masan. And I was like, whatever, dude. I was like, <laughs> get me on the plane. Like, I was like, I've already made the commitment to go. I was like, it doesn't really matter what city I go to. And then like one week before I left, he's like, all right, another change. You're going to Changwon. I was like, cool. And that's it. Did you have to sell a car, get rid of apartment? I did. Yeah, I had to sell my car. It was a 2005 lovely silver Honda Civic. And then... um I just kept all my stuff with my mom mm-hmm. beyond that. And then I just I came over here. So, I mean, I had like a decent little nest egg, nothing crazy to live on in case it wasn't what I expected. I could still go back home. Yeah. And that was like the all that was the security blanket. Yeah, I was like, yeah. even if this doesn't work out, I'll just look at it as a vacay and just cruise back. Yeah, that's smart. You know you what know? I mean? Because it doesn't work out for some people. Yeah. Some people come over and it's not for them. Well, I mean, you know? I know one buddy who said he came over here when he was 27 years old with like 32 cents in his pocket. And I was like, what are you doing? You know what I mean? Why would you ever only have 32 cents in your pocket? This guy right here. That's what <laughs> yeah, happened. There it, is. there it is, dude. I didn't have enough money to, to, to eat. Even, I wouldn't even go out of my house back home. <laughs> that's what I'm saying, right? Yeah. yeah. So, so I, had to, I had to get rid of a few belongings. But I mean, other than that, it was, it was a pretty easy transition. Yeah. And all my friends like, what are you doing? Right. You know, like, why are you leaving? I was like, dude, I was like, I just got to do it. Yeah. And at, and at the beginning, it was just like the one year commitment seemed like so monumental, like a one year commitment living in another country. And then like after the first four months, in all honesty, I was like, dude, I was like, when that year's over, I was like, I'm out of here. And then I just met more and more people. And I just like, I got more and more rooted. And I actually went home after the first year. And with, um, I intended to come back, but then the same school that I worked at previously, they fired their foreign teacher and they offered me like a pay raise and they're like, do you want to come back? And I was like, sure. So I came back. So I was home for like two and a half months the first time. You got to be, you got to be pretty, pretty shitty to, to get fired from a job here in Korea. There's not you many really people. do because hey, I was bad. There is not many people that get fired right? from here yeah. in Korea. Basically, all you have to do is just show up. Yeah. Like that's the biggest thing. Just attendance. Like if you show up to the job, even if you are like yeah, you're so just bad. Be, you just got to be good at that Klishma Klaver. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
There you go, Scotty <laughs> Mac, putting it in. I like it. Cheers. So what was Scowl? people? People do get fired here. In my current job, I've had five teachers fired in my three years there. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty it's crazy. More, though it's more common now. Than, yeah, than it was in the past. Yeah. Right. What did they get fired for, Scott? Various things. They're just socially retarded. Really. Well, I mean, because I was looking like at the amount of English teachers in Korea. And like the peak was like 2010, there was like 25,000, and now it's it's like dropping. But it's still there's like 20 G's, yeah. you know. Yeah. So I mean, the demand's always going to be there, but like I think, like Scott said, like in the past, they just wanted somebody in here. Yeah. You know, regardless. I, I think even more the demand will be here because they've gotten rid of all the public school teaching jobs, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And all the hagwons are opening up now because there still is a demand for English, yeah. so people are still going to need a job which is kind of crazy because like when like Im Young Bak was president like he everything was just pro 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 English yeah and now Park Gun Hae is like the complete contrary mm. like she's anti-English so when that changes pretty soon it might go back to the way it was exactly you never um, know you never know that's an interesting point actually yeah because yeah. sure. there, there is sorry there is a little bit of a lull with uh, you know this with hiring hiring this you know so few foreign teachers these days compared yeah. to what they coming used to be, in right? yeah exactly right? And yeah. the, you need to have a lot better credentials than for sure. yeah, when, right. you, when you came back in the day. Right. For sure. Seems like a lot of schools are looking for like F2. For sure. F2, yeah. Most F2. People married or. Right. I think that's because yeah. they get the longevity from the teachers. They don't want the teachers to continuously. And they just want to hire want to a teacher for, for a day or two. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, As opposed yeah. to the full five day. And you the know, apartment and all that. They yeah. just want you for pay one for day. A plane ticket. They don't have to yeah. pay for a plane ticket. Yeah. They don't have no to bennies. pay. No bennies. Yeah. A lot of jobs now only play one way airfare. Really? Yeah. Wow. I yeah. did not know in, that. In the Changwon area. Oh, right. And right. I've also noticed like more and more South Africans. Because yeah. they get paid less. Yeah, they get paid like one point eight. One point eight. Really? Which yeah. is strange. Isn't yeah. that shit? It's kind of bad crack that is. But I That's... think it's just because like there's one major recruiter recruiting all of South Africa. Like literally, like everybody who comes into Changwon who's South African Go always through the same comes through, Yeah, always through the same dude. Really? Yeah. He must be coining it. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I'm taking that juice, baby. Because yeah. the, the academies, they pay what, like a million won for these recruitment one, fees, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 And so, so like literally, it takes them like at least like three or four months to recoup that one million. So if right. you don't pan out, that really sucks for the hog one. Right. You know what I mean? But so these, that's why they don't want to let you even leave. Even if you do suck, they'll keep you for that long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, because it costs a lot, right? These... Yeah. Agencies, though, when I came for my first time, I had no support. As yeah. soon as they got me here, it was as if I didn't even exist. Yeah. I had problems with my first yeah. employer. Agency didn't want anything yeah. to know about that. What about you? What was See, yours that's like? the crazy thing. Like, I've heard so many horror stories, and I'm just like, dude, I'm just literally like knock on wood because I got so lucky. Yeah. Like, my first boss, I saw like Sophia. Her name was Sophia. Obviously, English name. But um, she was like this middle-aged woman who like on my birthday invited me to her apartment into her home cooked me dinner gave me a birthday super friendly that's Anything called a, that's called a date oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude I was like too I was like I don't actually know if this is gonna go down the way I'm thinking <laughs> this might be the best birthday ever <laughs> but yeah dude she literally she took care of me and then like she, so she rehired me to my second contract 
Mm. And when I show up to the hogwan, it's a different. It was her husband's hogwan, and she goes, "Brian, she goes bad news." I'm like, uh, "I just showed back up in Korea. I hope it's not too bad." She goes, "I sold the hogwan to Amy." <laughs> this new lady who comes out, and she goes, "Yeah, she's very, very kind." I was like, "Okay." Was I, she middle aged too? No, no, she was a little bit younger. She was maybe like thirty. Did she invite you over to her house? Super chill, several times. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but she was super cool too. I worked for her for a couple years, but yeah. So I've just been like, yeah, because the horror stories where people tell you no. how they're not getting paid on time, mm-hmm. always the tenth of the month. Bang. Money's in in there. No questions asked ever. That's what you need. You know what I mean? You know. And so, like, I was, I mean, I think I was just super lucky. Because I only did the Hogwan route, the academy. I never did public school. Right. Which, when I went back home, I was like, dude, I was like, I wonder if I actually learned how to teach. Because, like, I was only teaching, like, class sizes of, like, 10 to 15 kids max. And now you're in 25, 25, 30. 30, Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, literally, dude, it translated so well. Yeah. Like the first time I got in there substitute, I was like tripping out before I went in. I was like, dude, I was like, I don't even know if I'm going to be able to do this. Mm-hmm. And then like I got, it was like a fifth grade class, dude. And I was just like, bang. Easiest day of my life. Literally. Way right. easier than teaching here. So you learned a lot here then. Yeah. Right. Literally. It yeah, translates very well. Right. I was going to ask you about the differences between teaching here and back home and how here prepared you for it. But uh, before we get into that, let's do some... Uh, birthdays and shout outs it's time for your birthday wishes shout outs and announcements on the chang water podcast all right so i'd like to say some birthdays coming up here uh first of all i'd like to just backtrack a bit because we haven't done the podcast in a little bit my my aunt lydia she turned uh another year on december 23rd happy birthday and uh ruby and jeremy ruby uh who is now in canada she turned on the 26th my friend in Beijing, Ashley, she's a Changwaner, an ex-Changwaner. She is going to be an, a year older tomorrow. And everybody who's everybody knows Timothy David Wesney. He is going to be a year older tomorrow as well. So happy birthday, guys. Really, really hope you guys are having a good day. All right. Happy birthday, guys. Happy birthday. And uh, just to give a shout-out to one of my buddies back home, Chris, on December 29th. Hopefully you have a few beers and... Lose some money on some horses or some sort of betting, because you always do. <laughs> and uh, honey, 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 hopefully you're having a great trip in Phuket, and happy right. birthday for January 1st. Happy birthday, and New I've, got, uh, I've got, um, on the 29th of December coming up, we've got Jonga Kim, aka Nikki. Happy birthday. Hope you have a great time. Happy birthday, Nikki. Happy birthday. And uh, we have a couple more that w- went by the last couple of weeks. We had Justin. Justin Milligan. Justin. The man from Boston. What a legend. Boston. <laughs> so his birthday was on December 16th. Uh, we have a friend of ours from back home, Luke Hillier. His birthday was on uh, the 22nd. And Tara Hanks, whose birthday was also the 22nd. Happy, Happy birthday, guys. Happy birthday. Happy <laughs> So before we got into birthdays, we start. I mentioned uh, what were some of the differences between, say, teaching here and teaching back home. Yeah, I think. Or like how the, did it prepare you for? For sure. Well, a lot of preparation, but I think like the major difference is just here in Korea we teach English, which I would never want to do back home, because I mean 
English is just like something that was never my cup of tea, so to speak, even though I speak it and that's my language. But like obviously when you're subbing at the elementary level, you can teach every subject. And so I definitely prefer teaching history. Um, I also prefer teaching math. I think those are two very useful subjects that um, you can teach a lot to the kids. and Universal language. Yeah, exactly. You know, math, it's the same. The numbers don't change. They never lie. I always struggled. Always struggled. Still struggle. In math, yeah. (laughs) I think the biggest problem with math is that, like, it's one of the very few subjects that where it constantly compounds on previous knowledge. Well, that, that like Common Core math common is, core, yeah. is is now being taught in the American uh, public school system, and, and that to me is horseshit. Yeah, I mean, I think there's pros and cons. Uh, um, of course, yeah, there are I pros think, and cons of everything. But yeah. when are you going to have to 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 break down five plus five equals ten in a in a way that that doesn't make perfect logic? Yeah, that's very true. I just think that like the one good thing that Common Core does is it allows you to understand what is actually happening in the math problem. So when you do deal with more complex problems, you aren't just strictly rote memorizing the formula. You actually understand why the problem So it's happens. laying the groundwork for the f- for the, the later, like more intense... More complex math. More complex 100%. math. And also Common Core, like <clears throat> if you go from state to state, you're going to find a massive difference in curriculum, mm. whereas the Common Core is a national standard. Do you know what Common Core is? Do you no, no, it? no a, idea. Yeah. It's, so it's basically changing the curriculum of the United States education mm-hmm. and making it the a universal. Mm-hmm. So if you live in Arkansas and you are in a poor school and if you live in California and you're in a rich school, you're going to be taught the same stuff and you're going to okay. be given the same opportunity. So it, do- it doesn't really necessarily matter where you're from or your economic background. Everyone's going to be taught the same things All right. with the same techniques. Mm-hmm. And so because America performs fairly poorly on a Nash or on a world standard scale yeah, versus tests. mathematics and science. Versus like the Asian countries. And so they're trying to do a massive overhaul to our education to bring up those test scores. Whether right. or not it'll work, who knows? Whether it's a flash in the pan, I don't know. Worth a shot. But, but everything with Common Core is like there's there's just – you take logic, you throw it out the window and piss on it as it's falling and that's what Common Core is. It's sick. It's so backwards. Yeah. You know, you can't – you can't use it for everyday life. And obviously, he's, he said it's going to be used for more complex math in the future. Yeah. But, you know, the 5 plus 5, there is like a 25-step formula yeah, like how like to get 5 plus like 5 equals 10. Zero pairs and different types of things, the things that we never learned as kids. So basically, teachers now who have been teaching the way that they have been for 20, 30 years, they're having to restructure no, their whole lesson. Yeah. So they're 100% against it. But on the contrary, you know what? Sometimes change is good. Yeah, and you know, relearning or uh, unlearning something and then learning something new is good for teachers as well. For sure, right? right? It gives sh- you a stronger understanding. Yeah, most stuff. So I think they're teaching like good point though. How Pete. many grams oh, are in an ounce and <laughs> Dude, how, how many are ounce as <laughs> an assault right. rifle hold? Scott, we go to school. We don't live on the streets. <laughs> we, some of us do. I think we've how to got calibrate same, your scale. We've got the same thing in the UK, yeah. but it, ours is just a national syllabus. 
Okay. Right. So yeah. in high school, every school has to teach the same syllabus. Yeah. Everybody has the same test. The test has to be on the same day throughout the whole country. Yeah. Because yeah. obviously, if one school down the road's done it the day before, then they the can kids, run away and <laughs> say, "Hey, number fourteen's really hard." Here's the answer. Yeah, See, like right? George W. Bush, he instituted a thing called "No Child Left Behind," mm. whereas like it was grading teachers on their students' test performance, which to me. I mean, isn't correct or isn't really applicable because, like, if you teach kids who are come from a poor background, they're not going to learn. They're not going to try. They're not going to do the homework. Their home life's broken. They're not going to improve. If you teach kids at a preparatory school where they come from very affluent families, their their parents are doctors, their test scores are going to improve because they got help wherever they needed. Right. So those teachers who teach at rich schools will get pay raises. It's the teacher fair. who teaches at a bad school in an inner city will get reprimanded, maybe potentially lose their job. So that system, or shot, or shot, or killed. <laughs> so that system actually just got thrown out the window, and now I forget what it's actually called. But it's like every child succeeds. So basically, it's the same thing in a different just, way. Just, <laughs> it, that would be <laughs> fine. So funny? That system would be fine if they took into account. Yes, exactly. The but they don't. Teaching, but they don't. Right? Yeah, that's the problem. They so, have that here, actually. Yeah. For sure. I, like a really? parent with certain whatever income bracket, mm -hmm. they uh, they can go to Hogwans at a lower price if That's they're on a lower really? pay okay. scale. So there's like Hogwan subsidies. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Good idea. Very nice. Very cool. Very cool. So, uh, yeah, right. so basically the main thing though between teaching here and back home is probably the language. It's like the language and the kids, subject matter. What's, what's it like having kids that can understand you? Oh, dude. It's amazing. Yeah. Like literally like it's like – Everybody, get out your math book, page 22. What do they do? They get open up the math, math book and they turn it to page 22. They don't look at you with this blank expression. Here in Korea, it was just like, dude, I would have to spit my broken hangul just to try and get them. And I'm just like, and I would go around like single-handedly, like open, open the up page. their book. Yeah. Right on the board. That's 20 22. minutes of my class. Yeah, like, what, what would I do if uh, they all just did it right and away? And I think like, also uh -oh, like. I got to teach. <laughs> I didn't teach in the public schools in Korea, so it's kind of hard for me to compare. But I think that school in America is just overall a lot more positive and a lot more fun. You know what I mean? And they are trying to make kids more active. There's a lot more PE time now than mm -hmm. what I remember. That's good. As a kid, you know, getting kids exercise. And like also I worked um, um, something called the Access Program, which is for at-risk youth. And so these are kids who have gotten expelled from their high schools, whether it be for gangs, uh, behavior issues, um, just poor attendance, pregnancies. Okay, and so they come to these schools and they get free breakfast. You know what I mean? Free breakfast provided, and then they stay from seven thirty to eleven thirty. Free lunch. And they have like all of these different programs to help them succeed. And I was just like, dude, I was like. It's like you guys need to just take advantage of this. Is that for anybody? Yeah, right. Anybody or no, just no, 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 no. people that get knocked out? Totally ask it. Ask at risk youth. And okay. so I did this throughout the whole summer. I did it for three months, and I it was like literally like you guys have all seen the movie Dangerous Minds. Yeah, I felt like I was Michelle Pfeiffer. <laughs> <laughs> Felt like you had a pair of tits. <laughs> and I was super hot. <laughs> but literally, like, but these kids, like, you could help them with stuff. Like, they were trying to get jobs. And, like, so I'd be like, all right, buddy. I'd be like, so we're going to have a mock interview. You know what I mean? I was able to, like, sit down one-on-one -on -one with them 
and like prepare them for stuff that's going to help them in life. Super cool. I loved it. Yeah. And those jobs actually pay a lot more because not many people want to do it. Right. And so you, I could I could see myself doing that. You were doing that as a student teacher, or no, no, no. Or you just I was doing substituting. That as a oh, substituting. Long term sub. Okay. Because I um I wasn't going to school in the summer. Yeah. But I had my substitute permit. Yeah. And so I did that for uh, I think like sixty five straight days. And you loved it. Loved it. Yeah. And so one of my buddies does that, and it pays like. Like 1.5 compared to like the average teacher, like an entry level teacher in America, in California. I don't know about other states, but in California, it starts off at 55k, 55 thousand dollars, and like if you start off with the access program, it's like 75 thousand dollars. And so I mean, and to me, like I enjoyed that because I felt like I could actually make a difference in a lot of kids' lives. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Super cool. Yeah, I didn't even know that that opportunity was out there, and I was like, dude, I was like. If I was a kid and I knew that I could come there and just do my work and finish school early, I would have just – but actually, I like high school. I like school in the States. But a lot of kids go there and like you can just get like a book, right? And they'll assign you a book. And if you crank it out in like two weeks, you get like five credits, like a full class mm-hmm. just to put them through the system. Yeah. And you get the same diploma. Yeah. Obviously, it's not really the same because universities wouldn't look at it as the same. But as far as just having your diploma, it is the same. Cool. So, yeah. So, it's cool. And that's what you want to be doing, you think? That's one yeah. one possibility. It's cool. Yeah. You know? I like that. So, basically, uh, you must be on a break right now. Yeah. So, I'm on um, – it's cool. Like, my university break, it's like six weeks long. So, I got out of school um, December 10th. And I go back January 19th is the first day of the spring semester. And like I took five classes and in all honesty, I'm such a better student than I ever was before. Because you care about it I more. care. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. You, you want to like, do it. A lot of the yeah. people in the teacher credentialing program, it's, it's essentially you're getting your master's. Same as far as like units go and whatnot. And so a lot of the kids, there's like a massive like – age variance like you have kids who are like 22 23 and you have people who are like 50 mm. and so like the 22 23 year olds they struggle because mm. it's not even the difficulty of the work it's just like the the assignments mm. they just compound and so if you don't do the assignments if you don't stay on top of it you'll be left behind you can't do all the work you know what i mean mm. well with your personality too are you going to do any coaching Almost oh, definitely. Yeah. I'll be a golf coach. Yeah. Golf coach, potentially soccer, potentially basketball. Any of those three sports. Because I played all those sports in high school. Yeah. But golf coaches in high school is sick. Because yeah. you get to play with the kids. Like in England, is it the same in the States where if you're a teacher of any subject, you can do other any, things yeah, too, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Like like extra things, extracurricular activities. Yeah. yeah, right. It's cool. Yeah. yeah. And they really like that. You know what I mean? So if yeah. I put that that I'm able to teach like the coach these different sports. The likelihood of me getting a job is much higher. Right. So it's super cool. Yeah. And you've had the experience of working in Korea, which gives you a, a lot better resume Light as up, well. Dude, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Sweet. So that's sick. Yeah. All right. So I was going to ask you uh, what you're doing back here on your vacation, but uh, on my vacation, yeah. Before we get into that, let's get into what's going on this coming week in Changwon. Bang! Bang! It's your local events list for Changwon City. Get your ass out the chair, and we'll see you there. All right, so coming up this week in Changwon is going to be New Year's. So there's going to be shit going on everywhere. <laughs> shit going on everywhere. Too much to list. College. Yeah. So all the bars will have something going on. 
Yeah, man. Pete Lewis still be here. Champagne toast, baby. <laughs> so uh, we're not going to go into mentioning everything going on, but uh, we, we what we want to do is uh, thank a lot of people for some past events. Yeah, the Star Wars party that we had last weekend was amazing. Everybody did it. Turned out, and there were some people that bought tickets that didn't make it, so you guys missed a, a really big event. Uh, really fun. But we thank everybody who bought tickets. Yeah, everybody who bought tickets, you guys helped raise about 1.5 yeah, mil. Just, just under. Yeah. Just, for, just from this. The bars, they all, they all uh, contributed and raised money as well. And we'd like, to, we'd like to say a big thank you to Matt and James over at Piscacci for organizing a lot of the toy drive stuff. Yeah. And uh, Austin, who did a lot of fundraising. Austin raised about 1.6 and a half, 1.7, something like that. Nice. Crazy money. Yeah. And uh, BK. BK, we're still we're they're still counting money because they still did stuff this weekend from. But uh, you know, BKs and IPs, just thanks for selling tickets, getting yeah. it out there. I Thank- think uh, with all bars totaled in, it's going to be around four mil. Yeah, that's going to be awesome because we we went out to the orphanage, the the one bit nuri orphanage today, and we were kind of heartbroken because they don't even have enough money to feed the kids every month. Pretty much, they need yeah. food. So we're going to try and start to organize more things for them in the future. So if anybody wants to help out with that uh, coming up, uh, we'll post stuff on Changwaner website and Facebook. Uh, so pay attention to what's going to be happening with that because it's heartbreaking to see a bunch of kids that are so happy and then the, the nuns that are running it are like, we just need food. I mean, that was... Yeah. And so, uh, we'd like to thank everybody who did the toy drive for that too. I got toys for yeah. uh, Gosung and Bitnori. So mm. a lot of people went to Gosung yesterday. Thanks mm. for all the people that showed up and did that. Brought the gifts. And, uh, yeah, and the gifts for Bitnori today. Mm. We're going to post some pictures for for both orphanages yeah. uh, with, uh, with the toy drive stuff here coming up. But uh, Yeah, I felt like a real douchebag today because uh, <laughs> I was so concerned about gathering all the gifts for both orphanages that I actually forgot to bring my own. Oh, <laughs> but we had so, an uh, we had an extra toy in there, we Scott. We had an extra wrap toy. A wrap toy, and I, there were two of them. There were two of them, and one of them was a wolf, and I was trying to find the wolf, but I, I grabbed the other one, which was the Hello Kitty. So a nine, <laughs> nine-year-old boy opens up a Hello Kitty stuffed animal. So and instead of getting a Lego set, I got him. He got a... Hello, kitty. Dog. <laughs> He's sitting there. Yeah, it was, uh, well, you're gonna make it up to him now. You're gonna send yeah. it. You're gonna send I'll that on send Monday. Him, uh, I'll send him my gift and maybe a few other things. Yeah, cool. yeah. But uh, anybody that wants to help out with uh, the Bit Naughty Orphanage, I think we're gonna start going at least once a month uh, to take some stuff out to them and and organize clothes and organize books and anything like that because uh, they really need a lot. Yeah, they even. Uh, <coughs> They don't. They can't even turn the heat on in the daytime. The yeah, winter. the daytime, the winter time, they can't turn the heat on. During, yeah, because it's too expensive. Because they don't have, they don't have they enough don't have money. The cash, right? That's sad. They don't have enough money, so basically, these kids are hungry and it's cold. Cold. Like Korea. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I mean, tundra. they're they're really well taken care of by the people that are watching them. Um, two nuns that are are, are dealing with them, um, and then there's one 20 year old that was in the orphanage that comes and helps out as well, but. They need volunteers. They need clothes. They need books. They need food. Right. So, 
So, uh, yeah, we'll get on that. And, uh, so, I just want to give a thanks to you three, dude. I was, you know, mainly these two guys. They like, literally, absolutely fantastic. Like job. the Star Wars, I, I yeah. attended it, and like that was a fabulous event, you know? Well, it was because you won 200 bucks. Uh, <laughs> there it is. Say, always remember that. People, people were saying, oh, it's rigged, but to be honest, I didn't even pick the ticket. It was it's the so girl sick. that, uh, yeah, the girl picked the ticket. The ticket Absolutely off, not. Know? Yeah. Rigged, this no. trip was meant to be. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, no, but I wasn't even thanking you guys for that. No, but that's no, cool. No. That's cool. No, but no. like, this podcast, literally, when you like, when you live here for five years, like, it's like it becomes your home, right? Yeah. And so, like, when I was back home, I'd be working, I'd be driving around in my car, I'd throw on this podcast, and like, I'd listen to you guys, and like, it felt like I was like sitting at the bar, oh, man. like listening to you guys. I was like, dude, that's so sick, you know? No, man, thanks it for literally that. like made made me feel like I still lived here. Crazy. Thanks for that, man. I appreciate that. That yeah, that's cool because. Uh, you know, we want to keep the whole Changwaner family together. Most stuff. Right. And it, and you guys have done a great job. Never a boring podcast. Always, you know, informative. You know, and cool topics. Seriously, <laughs> some Seriously. funny stories. Some funny, funny guests. Hey, some <laughs> funny stories. Funny guests. Some weird stuff. Yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, back to the, the Star Wars thing. You guys nailed it. Oh, thanks. You did super. I, I know how hard you guys worked. It was thanks. Th- yeah. These guys put a, a hell of a lot of oh, effort yeah. in. It was and fun. It's great. You know, we would. You know, you know me I, and Scott too. We just like to throw a party every once in a while. Yeah, so right. we're hoping. Uh, I uh, definitely don't want to get up in front of fucking people to get on. <laughs> Like no, you, you guys did great, man. Yeah. It was great. You know, you well, nailed it. it. Next time it would be cool if it's a little later. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Early yeah. For that was really the center. only time that the, the theater could sell us the ticket. So who knows? Like the next year, I mean, we just threw this party, so you don't have the energy right now. But next year, they're doing uh, uh, Rogue One, so which is a new Star Wars film coming out. So who knows? We might do it again. Hopefully. Why not? There's going to be a party. There's going to be, sorry, there's going to be a movie every year for the next five years. So <laughs> right. If we can make a party and do the same thing, raise yeah, a bunch man. of money for the orphanages, right. yeah. why not? Let's sure. let's make, let's keep Christmas uh, yeah, as we'll really. See. We'll see if I'm still here for five years. <laughs> <laughs> He's been saying that for 10. <laughs> still sitting in BKs doing a podcast. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, why not, eh? Why not? Drinking and uh, throwing Star Wars parties. <laughs> you you just my, what an existence, in Scotty. In my late forties. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's the way to go. Well, but, uh, you know, uh, if if we can do that, you know, in the next five years, well, I can definitely do it. <laughs> but uh, just saying, I don't know if I want to. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll I'll carry the torch then. If you're not going to be here. So uh, we were talking about so Brian, what are you doing back here anyway? What, oh, what made you decide to come back for? Like Christmas? I said before, you know, living here for five years, being gone for a year, I just really missed everyone. You know, um, has it been a year since you've yeah, been gone? I left like like I said, my memory is fantastic. I left on February second of last year, so about ten and a half months. And so I came back here to That'll catch up with year. all my homies, you know, <laughs> Matty B out there. Thanks for having me. He's let me stay at his place. And also um, to rekindle the fire with the love of my life, Eugene Kim. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a shout out. Yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah. And she's coming to visit me in America. Sweet. Uh, on the 27th of January. Super pumped. Show her everything that California has to offer. We'll see what happens from there. That's cool. Well, you, nice you still have to work though, right? Um. I can work. I make my own schedule. 
So you, know what I mean? you can put Uber on. You could, I can put Uber on hold. You could put her in yeah, the front can, seat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be so weird. Someone gets in my car. I'm like, yeah, this is me and my lady. Just driving around, picking up people. <laughs> We're on a date as well. She always hated that. I'm like, yeah, I drive for Uber. She's like, I don't want you to be a taxi driver. I'm like, I'm not. I'm a personal chauffeur. Oh, let's see. Let's see. Do you wear a hat? Yeah, please. Uh, they have Uber here now, I think. Oh. Or at least in they nah, they, they, Seoul. They, they do in Seoul. They banned it, dude. And they banned the Uber and then Kakao Taxi came right out. Yeah. Right? And what happened there was Kakao Taxi came out so you can like use Kakao app and you get yeah. a taxi. And uh, then sure. all of the call taxis, you know, we have to pay a call taxi yeah. fee. Yeah. They had to cut that yeah. because they're in direct competition with yeah. Kakao Taxi. Yeah. So now you get a call taxi, you don't have to pay anything. Yeah. Oh, right. cool. well, I mean, like Uber wouldn't even be successful in Korea because, like, the only reason why people use Uber back home is sheerly based on price. You know what I mean? And the lack. Well, some some cities don't have any taxis, like yeah, Cincinnati. I think, where I, I, think, I, live I think it's different sure. here because you can literally almost walk out of anywhere here and find a taxi. That's yeah, true. it is yeah. different. Where yeah, it is back massive. Home, yeah. You have to call and set it up, and then the taxi cab will be like, where are you going? You're not going far enough. I'm not going to come pick you up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, well, like in L.A. or around, like where you lived, yeah. there are a lot of taxis in this no. city. They're not, no. No. And see, that's the thing. Like, I remember back in the day, like, everyone would drink and drive. Yeah. Because right. no one wanted to get a taxi. And right. so now that's massively decreased. That's good. Man. Even like when I go out, like on a Friday or Saturday night, I always take an Uber. Right. So I'm not only a driver, customer. Seriously. Yeah, yeah. Fair play. It's the way to go. I took one in London. Yeah. I've never even heard of it. Yeah. I went home and then my mates were like, let's get an Uber. And I'm like, a what? Yeah. Like, well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> we got in. I was like, are you kidding me? Yeah. yeah. This is awesome. So sick, right? <laughs> so yeah. what's uh, this Kako taxi? Is it just a taxi or is it people driving it's, their it's own a straight car? Up, it's a straight up taxi. But uh, they, yeah. the, the, what Kakao have done is they guarantee the, uh, the drivers three million one a month, I believe. Right. Really? Um, so the drivers all want to work for Kakao Taxi because they get a guaranteed three million plus whatever else they make. So they've like literally like just come right out of the woodwork and boom, yeah. they're taking everything over. What's well, crazy? I mean, Uber was invented in two thousand nine, right, in San Francisco, mm. and it didn't become mainstream until about maybe two years ago. Fifty billion dollar valuation, and now, wow, though, crazy. Now they're going to have to to. What is it? There's been a, a suit against them, right? Oh, yeah. For full-time benefits? For sure. So it's it's whether or not you are an actual employee or a 1099 independent contractor. Uh-huh. Where to me, I don't care because I know it's only – the lawsuit's only happening in California. Yeah. So if Uber's just like, dude, we don't want this to be a slippery slope, we'll just nix California and do it in another 49 states. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So I'm like – I'm a part-time guy. So I don't care either mm. way. It's like because it's a bunch of tax write-offs. I can write off gasoline. I can write off miles on my car. You so write I, off uh, any oil change, oil and change, all that stuff. Any maintenance, yeah. yeah. So I mean, for me, dude, it's literally godsend. Uh huh. Because otherwise, yeah. Because like I go out like on like either between Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I do like ten to fifteen hours, and I make an extra two hundred, three hundred bucks a week. Like, did you have to? have an interview or something for this or? no interview nothing it's changed now yeah I'm kind of like Grant I'm an Uber vet mm-hmm. you know I'm, yeah. one, I'm one of the pros baby you know <laughs> but like literally like my buddy he just referred me and I had to like just uh, do a background check 
show my license, my uh, my license plate, my registered car. Two days later, I'm on the road. Boom. I've already done over a thousand trips. And all, all, you, all you have so to do is when you want to drive, you just, you just go online, active. Offline. You're active and then you people will request you. Yeah. You go online, you get a ping, you hit the button, you navigate, you pick them up, swipe to end, cash. Easy Paper, easy. yeah. And so if you get a... Paperless. If you get a... Credit card. Credit card. If you get a pretty girl jumping in the car, you can literally drive out of town out into the country <laughs> and give the old cocker walk <laughs> Jesus no. Scott Holy everything crap, Scott. That, see, and that, that's like a massive I'm just, thing I'm just considering Uber that's though. a little too no, much Klish McClaver listen yeah, to me though because like, that's like a massive like issue they're like yeah. oh Uber's not safe I'm like actually that's, all, that's why I'm Uber's that, more actually. safe is because not only is the cabbie known or the driver but also the customer is Whereas in a taxi, you could get in and just like beat the shit out of a cab driver, hop out. They don't know who you were. How would they? True that. Unless they had a camera. You know yeah, what I mean? Right. Yeah. Where everything is linked via your card. Yeah, okay. That's cool. In England, they use PayPal. Yeah, we use um, – we just use – you just have to link a credit card. Mm-hmm. And then the, the driver gets paid weekly, just direct deposit in your bank account. Okay. Simple. Awesome. Yeah. So boom. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, if I was going to go back to America, I'd, I'd do that. For sure. And see, that's the thing. Like, the people who do it, you get all walks of life. And you, you, there's different levels of what you can do. For right? sure, yeah. There's, there's, there's UberX, which is your entry-level four-door sedan. Yeah. There's Uber Plus, which is like your Lexus, BMW, Mercedes. There's an Uber XL, which is your SUV. And then there's Uber Black, which is like your Limousine. kind of like Escalade, yeah, your town car. Yeah, I was going to say there must be restrictions on vehicles. There are can't yeah. have like show up on a scooter. No, so no, you got to be like two thousand six, two thousand seven or newer, four Fair door, way. four door. What's um, what's one of the craziest experiences doing the Uber? There must have been some. I mean, no, dude, like at all, like. I mean, I took this one kid who was definitely like high on heroin, right? Oh, God. And like he was sitting, he was like in this. I picked him up from this mansion in Lagoon. I was like, dude, I was like, this kid's gonna be such a punk. And he got in, and he was. And so he's like, he's like, do you have an auxiliary cord? Which means just like to plug it in so he can play his music. And so he starts putting on Drake. I'm like, fair enough. I like Drake, but I don't like Drake blaring out my eardrums when I'm driving. And so I'm like, I'm like, homie, I'm like, turn the music down. And he goes, what? He's like, I was going to give you a, a fat tip. Turn And he's like, he's like, I was like, dude, I don't care about the $10 tip that you were to give me. I care about you blowing out my speakers. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and so we get close enough to his destination. He's like, just drop me off right here. I was like, really? I was like, we're that close. He's like, no, just drop me off. And I was like, whatever, dude. <laughs> I don't want to get into a fight in my car over that. you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah. literally, I don't have that many crazy stories because I don't drive at night. Ah, okay. I, I don't drive days. the bar hours. Oh, okay. No, no, no. Yeah, that, then you have to worry about people throwing up in your throwing car. Up, which is a $300 fine. Really? Wow. Yeah. If someone throws up in your car, you instantly notify Uber and you get a $300 charge. Wow. Yeah. You have to prove it though? What? You have, you to, have prove to prove it? it? For sure. You have to take pictures sure. or something? Take pictures. Yeah, dude. Uber is legit. Start throwing up in your own car. Yeah, man. <laughs> dude, yeah. Just bring a freaking <laughs> bottle of vomit, right? Yeah, but I, mean, I don't really want to throw up like in my own car. I'd be like 
figured out. Scott, like, all right, dude, you're could, the ultimate scam artist, bro. Like, I've never even thought of that. That's sick. Oh, the shit that's coming out of your mouth today yeah, is man. making me go. What? You, you don't even need vomit though. Like, think outside the box. It could be lentil soup. All right, well, let's keep you know this I mean? off the airwaves, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so just gonna start carrying like garbanzo beans and just smash them. <laughs> I'm like, here, Maddie. Now you can make some of your hummus. <laughs> so if people get into, into your, like, say they're having a Coca Cola or something like that, they get in your into your car and they spill it. Do they get? Does you have to? You get you fined allowed? for that. They get fined for that too. Really? Are you allowed to bring food or drink into the car? You can, but not I just, mean, like, most but people, not eat it. Yeah, I mean, and even some people are like, "Hey, can I eat in your car?" I'm like, dude, I really don't give two shits. Like, I'm the chillest dude ever. When it comes to driving, I'm just like, hey, you want to listen to music? They're like, yeah. I'm like, cool. Boom. Put it on. Talk to them if they want to. If they don't want to talk, hey, that's cool. I don't care. So being in Cali, have you had any, uh, I guess you haven't had any celebs jumping in your car? No, I haven't. I had some guy hop in my car who claimed, which did, hey, the guy was legit, okay? So I pick him up at this, this nice house, you know, down in South County, and his daughter had Down syndrome. Which is fair play, you know. I'm not like saying that that's bad or anything, but all like all celebs don't have <laughs> kids. <laughs> all right, so I pick I, I pick him up right, and he's like, I'm like, where are we headed? And he's like, I'm going to LAX. And so we just start chatting, and he, I don't know, like came up traveling. I was like, yeah, I used to live in Korea. He's like, oh, he's like, I've got a bunch of businesses over in Korea, and I was like, it's like right on. And so the guy like told me like how he started like this business. But I'm like an ice cream store with his brother when he was like 20 years old. And now he claims he owns like over 2,500 different food stores, different brands internationally. And like one of his brands is Cold Stone. And like, to be fair, when he got out at LAX, no one tips an Uber. He gave me 50 bucks. Yeah. He's a baller. And I looked at his glasses and you can tell quality, right? Mm -hmm. And like the guy's jeans, they kind of like, Shine. They weren't Walmart yeah, jeans. And like, dude, just everything about the guy was legit. And I talked to him, and like, I never let anyone smoke in my car. And he's like, he's like, hey, can I, can I have a, a cigarette? I was like, fair enough, for sure, because I knew he was gonna tip me fat. Fat tip. You know what I mean? I'm all about the service industry. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And especially in America. And I was just like, dude, the guy was legit. So that's the closest I've come to a celebrity. Cool. Cold Rich stone ass dude. Cold stone Cold stone He's out here in Korea too. It's big, yeah, it's huge. Yeah. It's massive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Uber doesn't even check like they must want people that know the city. Uh, yeah, but see, to navigation. be fair, navigation dude is massive. I use an app called Waze. Uh, that's true, I guess. Which dude, it's just on your phone and it like it like calculates traffic, like live updates. So even if you're driving a route and it's like a car accident happened on like the four or five freeway, mm-hmm. it'll be like exit and then do do do. Sick. Sweet. Super Technology, easy. man. Yeah. It's so crazy. GPS changed the uh, driving world. Yeah, it changed the whole map game. Yeah, before, w- you, before you were a taxi driver in America, you had to know where all the rest, all the hospitals were. Yeah. You had to know where all the hotels were. And um, there was one other thing, but you don't have to know that anymore. You just probably like pl- police stations or something. Police stations, yeah. probably, but uh, you just map, you just you map just, it all out. You don't have to know anything. Yeah. Just wait for that driverless car coming soon, though. Eh? Yeah, I mean it's happening in Palo Alto. Like people, yeah. like just like if you see like the hollow like dome mm-hmm. on top of a car, it's a Google car, so it's yes, driverless. Boy. Yeah, have you seen this stuff? No, no, no. Because Palo Alto is like maybe like four or five hours north where I live. Oh, okay, but yeah, it's all over. Wow. Like, 
Silicon Valley. I've seen yeah. a lot of videos of the Google cars. Yeah. Like, how many people can get into one of those things? Well, see, here's the thing, dude. It's going to just be like a party car. Like, yeah. hey, you just pop in your car and you're like, hey, let's go to Vegas, bro, and just have a party in your car. There'll be no drinking laws because you won't be driving. Huh. I think it's illegal. What if you spill your drinks all over cars. the machinery? Shut <laughs> 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 Yeah, but who knows? Who knows, dude? It's crazy, right? Technology's nuts. Yeah, man. It's tight. Yeah, yeah it they're, they're going to be uh, soon, too. There's going to be uh, the, the flying cars as well in the next 20 years. Seriously? Yeah, Back to the Future said that a long time ago. No, there actually there actually is. They're, they do have that in place right now. They they got FFA or what is it? F, FCC, I've FFA. Seen them. FAA. They, they look like helicopters. So they yeah, they do. They do. And they're probably super expensive. And they you don't have to fly them at all. You just, just, you just they fly in. themselves. Yeah. GPS and all that. Yeah, and yeah. Is hey, is gas cheap in Korea these mm-hmm. days? Yeah, it's cheap. It's um, one three one four. One three and one four, yeah. Yeah, one three one four. Super cheap in America, dude. Yeah, it's like it's like two thirty, two forty a gallon. And in, in in which a gallon's like four liters. Wow. So it's half the price of Korea. Wow, yeah, it is, yeah. yeah. So uh, Cincinnati it's like one fifty, yeah, something yeah. like that. In some places in the States, yeah, it's below two, for yeah. sure. England's probably expensive right now. I would have no idea, but everything is. I think gas so. prices everywhere is really. They're trying to. They're trying to undercut China, right? So they. No, well, it's just OPEC. It's the OPEC countries. They're just supply. Yeah, they're just flooding the market. Like Saudi, don't yeah. even care. They had like the meeting, and they're like, "Like, are you going to cut supply to like raise the price of the barrel of oil for countries who don't produce as much?" Yeah. And they're just like, "No, yeah. like we don't even care." Yeah, nuts. Anyway, it's been uh, some very interesting Klish McClaver going yeah, on today. <laughs> we'll drink. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> we, we, we got to cut it off. So I just want to, first of all, say thanks, everybody, that helped out for this uh, holiday season with the events and charity raising. And happy holidays to everybody. See you guys on Merry New Year's, Christmas, New New Year's, Year's Day, Year. New Year's Eve. All right. Happy New Year, guys. Happy New Year. Keep the podcast going, dude. Like I said before, keeps everyone outside of Changwon in touch. D, how can people get in touch with you? Uh, On Facebook. They can get in touch through the Changwoner website as well uh, and through the Changwoner Facebook page. And, Paul, people can see you. Over where? at BK? Yeah, yeah. This is my second oh, home. It's like where? It's like Twitter, no. Uh, Facebook, I got no. Twitter. BK, yeah. If you want to get in touch with Paul, just come on down to BK's. Yeah, I'm down at BK's, usually working like a dog. Yeah. And Brian, yeah, how about you? Facebook only, baby. Facebook only. Scotty? Instagram. Instagram, too. Same. What just about you, dude? Facebook, email, mm-hmm. uh, Scott at Right. Sure. I'm like a D at Changwana.com. Yeah. Do, do I have a You're call at Changwana.com? <laughs> yeah, boom, boom. <laughs> cool. So, uh, happy holidays, everybody. Like, thank Brian for coming on the podcast. Cheers. Scowl. Scowl. Brian. Scowl. It was a pleasure. Scowl. Scowl. And uh, for everybody out there that's listening, I uh, hope you guys stay warm and merry. And we will see you guys on the next round of the Changwana podcast. We are done. Cheers, guys. Give me that gimmick. Thanks for tuning in to the Changwana Podcast. Stay tuned for our next episode. <laughs>